0: all right man good times to be ahead but uh y'all heard the old adage no news is good news not sure if that's true let's see though y'all already know what's up it's fangs up yeah baby you know what time it is now let's get it started While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch. All right, greetings, citations. Another episode of Fangs Up and uh oh, it's been a little quiet on the home front if you're a rattler. A little too quiet. So um that being the kind of thought, sometimes no news is not good news. So there is an the old adage there, but I truthfully stole that from Robert Hood Men in Tights, uh, where the guy is a uh hangsman. And he kind of makes a joke with a nukes, which, you know. Uh, but before we kind of look into that, we're going to talk about kind of where we feel this is. Um, obviously, active part of the street committee. John I, I don't share what the street committee shares. Um, so, yeah. But we shall see. Now, as far as other things, though, Family Track is killing it. Like, Kirk Dawson gets indoor swag Player of the Week, and that's solid. Like, I ain't believe a lot of you, like, up and coming, doing a little something. What's up, Tamra T? Gave us a firm and a hearty evening, Rattlers. Um, but track team's got potential. Like, kind of go back and look and go check their mindset. You kind of start to see, Camry's track team is going to be a little problem there. What's up, little baby? How's it going there? So, experienced coach. uh, If I remember correctly, our coach is at Cookman first. He had a nice little run there. So, now he comes to FAMU. We're going to see what it looks like. Also, tennis. Defending SWAC champions. They did drop the tennis schedule. I want to say, oh, I didn't have it ready. But y'all know me. I will pull it up real fast. So, they do have it up there couple good games, if you like a tennis head. Uh, and we do have a couple games. Oh oh, 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 sorry. I was looking. thought that was a commitment there. <laughs> but I uh, know Ty dropped something on her social media page. So got excited for a second. But a couple games there, brag there. The bowling team, though. Well, that's been the toast of the town and the talk of the town. It's a he said, she said for a team that's currently in eighth place. Went from first to worst. Uh, so pretty quick. More information has come out. Credit Devon Wilson and HBCU uh, digital, excuse me, game day, excuse me. You know, while this is home, I do understand. You got to give credit where credits is due. Um, <laughs> I've heard just about all our sports have been championship sports. They pretty much are or have been. But with this, um, more stuff came out and it's folks saying that the coach wasn't respected. Some folks saying that, you know, yeah, she's a little young, but some of the players just weren't gonna like her anyway. So it's kind of interesting to see both sides this come out. And it's one of those reasons I kind of was glad I kind of straddled the fence on that a little bit like, it don't sound great. But well, like, you know, kind of hold off on some of the stuff until you get more information. So more information come out and it just sounds like it is what it is with that situation. Like you got a new coach for a few years on that. And the women's basketball went down to the Delta, got a victory. Well, up to the Delta and got a victory over Valley, which was needed third win of the season. And the men's team, finally <laughs> they get a win in the SWAC 81 70. And uh, yeah, man, that was one of those games where You kind of were going in like you you hate to say that Valley is kind of the Valley of the conference, but they are like, they kind of are they are as a team where most times you need to get a win over them. Especially if you are a fan, you not saying that we're so much more superior than them in every way, shape or form. But it's just saying that we're a little more committed to most sports. Then Valley. So, but good time for a win. Now, if you are going, they do have the Coaches versus Cancer event. And what Coaches versus Cancer is, it's an event where you really get to show off your new shoes. So, if you got some really nice shoes that you want to wear at the Lawson Center, you're going to have those going on Saturday, 2 to 4. So, I'm going to miss those. Kind of busy from that time. But um, yeah. Let's see, little baby. I'm not really vested in bowling situation. You're not wrong. <laughs> I might when I see the paperwork right now. Exactly. As that's why I ain't spend no whole lot of time on that. It kind of is what it is. But the coaches versus cancer on Saturday. Go check out if possible. Um, again, the coaches normally wear sneakers for that game and other things like that. So you know, good time to be at. Fun times. Uh, Now, football-wise, granted, we don't have a football coach, but we got a commitment. (laughs) The Quilt Valley the tournament. It is what it is. They are. You know, and you don't want to be a jerk about it, but we got a commitment. Caden Brigman, height 6'3", 196-pound receiver from Niceville. If you're not familiar, Niceville is in the Florida Panhandle, about an hour and a half from Tallahassee. So if you are one of those people, who like to go to Destin, you passed right by Niceville. Niceville is a good football program. They actually have a – his coach is actually a Tallahassee native who played football in Lincoln High School, played with me. So Todd Brigman was his football coach, uh, his receivers coach. So you kind of get to see those connections to Tallahassee, start to pay dividends. Brigman was also a teammate of one Pat Watkins. So, one of your defensive coaches on the football team, not how not not sure how familiar and how much that relationship was between the two may have helped us land this commitment, but he's a 4-5 guy, closer to a 4-6, six, but 6-3, six, 196, multi-sport athlete though. Guy plays basketball, football, baseball, kid does everything except for sell popcorn. Little baby says Niceville so is not too far from them. Hey man, it's it's not it's not a bad ride. Uh most people go over there to check out Destin and go check out those beaches over there. Uh yes, I mean the beaches too. Those those are some of the most beautiful uh water and, and dunes you'll see in the state. Personally, my favorite. But that's a nice commitment. And Knightsville turns out some pretty decent talent that you get to frequently get to get an eye on. Like that's one of the things about that area uh, niceville does routinely play schools like lincoln leon Rickards, Childs, and gotby so you get to see some of those kids for free just like you get to see some of the kids from panama city from schools like mosley where you have players from so that's a nice get especially you start to look at the receiver room for View. and this is where we're kind of talking about how important it is to kind of keep some of the continuity in recruiting that's another 6-3 receivers you have coming in. You AC On Cobb, who is a receiver from Jones High School, Orlando. 6-3, speedy guy, FAU transfer. You get the quarterback, FAU transfer. Definitely not 6-3. They got a connection there, though. So start looking around. All of a sudden, the receiving room got a little bigger. Not a lot bigger because men are going um, Nick Dixon, good size at receiver. But all of a sudden, We can play a little bit of go-get-it-with-you at the receiving position. So just want to, you know, let y'all know that. Now, one of the things that y'all definitely probably saw, that football schedule came out. And uh, shout-out to the swag. Like, whoever did the graphics for them, that's decent. Uh, You get to see all the conference games. We got Alabama A&M, Alabama State, Jackson State, Southern. Texas Southern Prairie View Valley and Bethune. And normally, let's try to be like, you know, who we gonna beat? Who 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 we gonna get? But uh yeah, no clue. No clue at all. Let's see. Dr. Paul with the chief offerings so of made it clear that he did not want information being leaked. Hey, you'll find out we find out. Hey, again, that ain't on me. You go up there, you pretty much tell people what you got. So Look, and hotel Rooms for Homecoming are already sold out. So, <laughs> hey, look, you beat me to the punch, little baby, because uh, we were going to go ahead and kind of talk about not that, but this right here. If you go look online, they do have the football schedule ready. Now, because I am one of them, y'all know, I quickly was like, well, let's see what them boys across the street doing, because, uh, you know, We got some weekends. There's only one. The problem is it's homecoming. There is one weekend. And um, look, hit, man. You about to hit hit that nail on the head in a minute. There's only one weekend, though, where the two teams overlap. That is when Florida State plays UNC, University of North Carolina, on November 2nd. That's a lot going on at that time. Very likely you're going to have the North Florida Fair also probably going to have the Florida state doing something. Hopefully they choose the Charleston Southern game as their homecoming, Uh, either that or the Cal game, which that would be a miserable homecoming because of the temperature. That would be very interesting to see if family and FSU had homecoming the same weeks. I will say this from previous experience, Florida state's homecoming sucks. (laughs) So they normally have their homecoming parade on a Friday at noon and nobody goes, unless you're a student. So yeah, um, just saying. Let's see, hit me I keep looking for that, look. Then, nah, they hold the inventory, look. And they just built a new hotel on the north side. So uh, it's called the one of the jewelry Ends. I don't know if that's already online, but if you're on the north side, it's up there crossing that Outback Steakhouse, and all that area by the uh walk on bistro. So that didn't cost you nothing. But now if you come look here, this is on the fame you athletic website. You can start to see where first game, you got Norfolk State. So that game's in Atlanta. And I wanna see what that ticket looks like. It's it's fun to speculate what it, what could have been and what may be, but if you hired the wrong coach, man, them numbers might be a little sly. Now, week one, week one, you got an interesting story. And the, the question is, will FAMU and South Carolina State lean into this one? It is the home opener, but beyond being the home opener, you get a little brother versus brother battle in this game. And one of the questions I definitely want to ask, is on Cobb going to return kicks? Okay, some of y'all don't care. Y'all don't know why. His brother Maxion is the punter for South Carolina State. So you get a little bit of some some going right there, where it's like brother versus brother. One both are from Florida. One's on special teams. One's the receiver, potentially a kick returner. What does that look like? Like. Can you sell that story? Do you get their mom involved and kind of interview her and talk to both student athletes? Like, there's a nice way that you can get a little piece out of that f- just for that game. Like, what do you get out of that? Week two? Hey, I mean, it's a smaller note. Can you get Rodney Hill I'm talking about the FAMU and UM? Like, there's some stories right there. Like, can we tell that story? Can we talk about that? Does he end up at Miami after all? Another question. Like, then you get a bye week, and then you get Troy, which it's going to be interesting to see. I forgot how much we get paid for each game. I should have had that ready. That's public information, though. Uh, so you got back-to-back money games with a bye week in between. Then you start a conference race with Alabama a and have they done a lot like right, not not being disrespectful but have they done anything to really make you pay them any attention are they going to be that team that just flies under the radar now week 6 that's the game to me that is that's the biggest game of that first half of the season because andrew body is now in the gump like so Andrew Bidey's first real go against FAMU, what is it going to look like? What is the Alabama State offense going to look like? Like some compelling stories to be told in this game here. Uh, Another Bidey, you got Jackson State. We heard what the street committee said about them moving that game. I wouldn't move that either. But Veterans Memorial Stadium, FAMU hadn't won in Jackson in forever. And if you're a Jackson State fan, that's my trash talking spot. You remind people the last time that family beat them in Jackson. Uh, you also remind family the last time we went to Jackson. how uh, You pretty much gave the game away. Uh, but if you're a rattler, you got to remind them who won the last time, and you know between the two, who's won a swag championship and a celebration bowl most recently? <laughs> then you got Southern. Can we get the the box? Uh, I mean the the you know just saying. Can we get the human jukebox and the 100 going head-to-head? Texas Southern for homecoming, leave your band at home. We're good. Uh, Prairie View, does the 100 return the favor? Like, then Valley, uh, senior night, great time for senior night. Then the Florida Classic, what happens with all these additions that BCU has had, especially at skill positions, because they haven't added in any linemen linebackers corners yes offensive and defensive linemen no so gonna be interesting to see how that plays out because we're still kind of waiting on some of that to come out as far as recruiting wise so we'll, we'll say hey body ain't nobody <laughs> I think he's the most versatile undersized quarterback in the SWAC let's say it like that um so Jackson State, Alabama State would be our hardest games. We got to see who he throws to and if he stays healthy. Right. But then for FAMU, who's throwing? Inquirer minds wonder. <laughs> and uh, look, they've recruited nicely at BCC. <laughs> Ooh, you good and petty. I love that nice rattler energy. Now, hopefully, between you know now and Tuesday we have a coach because I love how uh, (laughs) the chief operating officer of the university made it clear that he did not want information leaked I didn't leak it they gave descriptions of people and they did in alphabetical order I'm just saying I didn't leak nothing because uh it was top secret then and it's top secret now. We already knew Reggie Barlow was a candidate. I'll tell y'all now, that brother's probably not gonna be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what the street committee said, but there's nothing against him. But it's just that first thing is, you already know what's up. Like, now, Cozy, he's the one everybody wants. That's what we're waiting to hear. And it's kind of that thing where, Why hasn't it happened yet? Because the other thing and the elephant in the room is why was it so easy at Michigan? Michigan won a national championship and hired from within. Why has the family done the same thing? I will give you this caveat. I don't like to play devil's advocate often, but that brother did coach the football team during the season. Like, it looks real weird when that man coached three, four games this season for the University of Michigan, for him to not get a call. And you saw he had a pull on the locker room. He had a rapport with the players. Not postseason, midseason. Michigan wins the national championship and the head coach misses multiple games. So we're going to just discount that. Now, granted, Again, I'll hear you. I agree with you. Hiring from within made the most sense. It probably salvages the recruiting class because if you hire somebody from outside of the Michigan system, what happens to the recruiting class? And I mean, granted, he just hired a black man, so I don't know if stakeholders care. But, uh, you know, it's just saying, you know, not to be that guy, but, you know, sometimes you just got to be there. Um, but at the same point, They hired from within. Most of these other schools hired from within the system that were winning. You normally hire outside when it's not working. In this case we're going to see how well it works for the brother at Michigan, but we'll see. Little baby says, I believe we'll learn the new coaches on next Wednesday. I hope so. National Signing Day is on the seventh, so that literally gives your coach a week to finish the recruiting class. Just saying, I, I I was just you know, (laughs) It says I'll take anybody. I'm just tired of this. Look, (laughs) just let this lady have her way. I'm tired. Look, at this point. I'm not far from you, but I think some of the problem with that is, is what the boosters said. You keep asking us for stuff, but we hadn't really been involved in this. So now you got them involved in this. So now you wanna make decisions and you need my money. So if you're gonna make decisions and you need my money, you're gonna take my input. That's that's just just one of those things. I don't know if y'all's daddy was like, my daddy, my father's one of them, one of them men is one of those. I pay the bills. Period. So when I pay bills, I, I, I'm going to get hurt. If I don't pay no bills, I can't say nothing. But if you put in on this, then we can talk. But you ain't put in on this. And I think that's you're dealing with a lot of people like my like my father. They are putting in on this. They're making donations. They're making sacrifices. So you can go hire who you want. That don't mean you gotta get my financial support. I, I'll tell you straight up. Old man Atkinson said it himself, and I ain't talking about me. <laughs> hire the wrong person you want to. I ain't gotta give you my money. And it's the truth. Fact of the matter is, if I'm sacrificing for this program is going to go that way. And I love how I think Vaughn pointed out when, on HBCU game day, I can definitely donate to other departments. Like, I going a lot of y'all. I routinely donate to the history department. Like, I try to. So I may not not give to athletics or not give to FAMU. I just may get to a different department. And so it's just one of those things where, to a certain degree, you have to appease the masses. Like, you got to give them something because they're given to you. So, look, Hitman, she need more than 200,000, but I don't know Look, she, I think she does. Uh, and Hitman said she needs more than 200,000, but I don't think she understands that. Well, she doesn't act like, doesn't she? I don't know. I think the idea was I was going to get somebody under that budget. I ain't a lot of you. I think that was the original thought like this money's for coach's salary. I can go under that budget. I can save a little money and it's going to be cool because I save money and the budget is this, this, that, and third, I don't think it was that other piece, like it was like you're saying, Oh, I'm going to need more than that. And when it came. But as it has become readily apparent that you're going to need the support of these DSOs, it's kind of like, all right, how do I fix this to a certain degree? But then who do I pick that fits what I want and what I need? Like, yeah, exactly. What baby says, get someone under the budget to avoid going to DSOs. I think that was I think that's thought. Again, no facts. No, no, none of that. But the facts. Now, most likely leading candidate candidates. Just saying, leading outside candidates definitely Fred McMan, because he hits every one of the parameters that she gave. Swag championships, coach of the year, uh, experience in swag, players in the NFL, like. He hits all those standards. Is he the best fit for FAMU? Nah, we already talked about that. But but I think that's some of the issue there. Some of the issue is no one cares about your resume. Like to a certain degree, the stakeholders, they don't care if you were Nick Saban, if you don't fit that FAMU culture. Now, Nick Saban came down and was like, you know what? I just want to come down to FAMU and make it great. <laughs> You're going to make FAMU great again. <laughs> but unless some random foolery like that happens. Fred McNair, there's very little he could do to be the right fit. Uh, now, and that's not saying he's not the right fit, but that's saying when you kind of look at some things, he's probably top candidate like from outside. So... Hit me. And, well, I'll take gives. She should have said that she should have been like, he's cheap and a good coach. She didn't say it. Look, <laughs> I'm just saying, look, that that's, I told you I would have done it. I would have gave y'all. I would have interviewed all of your coaches on staff that were like, not GAs. Like, I would have gave everybody a shot. I'd thrown a thing out there and I would have had my guy on in the back burner. Like, they were good, but they lack coaching experience as a head coach. I'm gonna pick this one. And like, oh, at least you interviewed them. Okay, cool. We're done. You picked who you picked. I, I mean, that's the play I would have done. Like, that's just me. But we'll see. Free, will I will our next coach will be our next coach? And I don't believe I like him. No, no, I'm fairly confident that, yeah, that's going to be interesting if he's the decision. Um, but again, it's not personal with me. It's just one of those things where we already kind of know. Um, we also knew Billy Roy was one of the guys. He may not be the guy. But he was the guy that the alumni said they wanted. Is he going to get it? I doubt it. Um, then Smithy, another one. Does he get it? I don't know. So the thing is, at this point, though, we have no news. So now what you have is the street committee. Just, hey, this guy's going to be that guy. This guy's going to be the coach. I heard it's him. I heard it's that. And in the process, what you're creating is uncertainty. When there really should have been a coach by now. Like the first couple times it was your fault. I almost hit the, not your fault. Now nah, it's your fault. You, you, you kind of, you didn't do that right. As far as with the try to get Gibbs guy try to get It didn't work. But at the same point, did you learn from that mistake? Because the, the, the crux of that mistake was you didn't interview enough people. And it wasn't as transparent as it could have been for your, your stakeholders. But she she did say, she did talk to people, but maybe not in the way needed to happen. But at the same point, where we're at right now, this just needs to be the satisfy the masses and walk off. And honestly, I would take the basketball coach to be my next big move, because it, it looks like you have coaches that are interested. Like I'm pretty sure that guy at Langston is interested in this coach. He's also a very good coach. He's a guy who has success and he's a guy that has followed the model of go to a program, fix a program, move up. Like I, I just I'm just saying, you know, not trying to get anybody fired, but we know this brother's contract ends this year. Like, so let's call that what it is. I think that's where you take your your move to really get an outsider from. Like with the football program, the biggest problem and issue with getting an outsider is that so many schools around you have gotten insiders and successful schools, not just the, you know, we're trying to flip it on its head, people. The people who are like hoisting championships, the other national championship programs. When a coach left, they hire from within. That's going to be the glaring weakness in the I want to flip this and make it into my own vibe because all the championships that are here are from what you inherited, not from what you created. So for me, and let, let's go inside the den. Let's, let's give you the, the keys to fix this. Like, how do you fix this? And that was a question we got St. Clair Moran show round one. It's going to be on uh, Friday, 7 o'clock, Hallelujah 95. And I don't know if we got a good answer for it. But I think the way to fix this, again, go with Cozy at this one. Take take the L and be the AD for the kids. Like, be that, be the 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 favorite teacher AD. Like, you have players who are already saying how personable you are, how great of an athletic director you were for them, how student centered you were, how you made them feel heard, how you made them feel valued. One of which is Nicholas Dixon. Like, dude is literally riding for you hard in the pain. Like, talk to him and say, What did I do to make you feel like I was such a great athletic director? And then replicate that because that's all big business does. What did I do to make you feel good? Okay. Well, you're one of so many billions of people, but if I can replicate what made you feel good and then make it better and replicate it, all of a sudden I can make a customer base happy. If I'm AD Sykes, that's how you fix this. You become that person that, Hey, the players love her, and have them come out. Oh man. She's at the events. She's at the games. Because A.D. Sacks goes to the games. Like, y'all say what y'all want to. She's on the sidelines. Like, we may not love her decision with the football program, what it seems like has happened. But she's there for the kids. Sell that. Make that your calling card. And then make it so that you work on the things that you're weak on, but you continue to show off where you're strong. The APR stuff the NCA stuff like work on that stuff so that by year 3 cuz this is your this is your second year as AD on a 3 year contract you now have the player buy in and the players are telling the alumni this is the person we want just like they were saying this is the football player we want and you went left and then the alumni bucked this is where you become the AD that the student athletes want. So that when somebody tries to go left, the student athletes say, no, this is who we want. And it redirects and it corrects. That's how you fix this. Because when it comes to alumni wise, you've lost them. Like it's, it's, it's not gonna get repaired in two weeks. You gotta get somebody that's gonna do some winning on the field, winning in the classroom, and you start selling that, like start playing the media game, start selling how great these GPAs are for these athletic teams. That's what, as an alumni, I wanna hear. I want I want championships on the field. That's number one as a sports fan, but as a alumni, not a booster. As a booster, I'm chasing rings. But as an alumni, I want kids graduating. I wanna see the pictures of them crossing the stage Give me that. Put that stuff on socials. Put the stuff out there where, hey, show the pictures of the students with the tutors, the student athletes, So, Hey, uh, Junior Martovic at tutoring, Kelvin Dean at tutoring, Kareem Burke at tutoring. Like, show me that stuff, because now as an alumni, I'm seeing, oh, okay, these are the things she's implementing. Our players are being successful. And and talk about a SWAC champion in the classroom and a SWAC champion on the field. Give me that kind of stuff. Because if you're just selling me the good times, I'll buy the good times. But when I'm frustrated with you, I ain't buying nothing. But when you're over there saying, okay, I made you mad. Sorry about that. I'm gonna learn more about the culture, but in spite of making you mad, I'm still doing this. Now, I got that carrot and stick thing, because now it's like, hey, y'all come on back. We we still building champions over here. Like that to me, that's how you fix it. Like I'm just saying. Like let me see, uh, little baby. Also say she she should stop having her friends pull it for her. That's not look. Can we keep it a buck every time? One of her friends have got up there and tried to defend her. It's made it worse. Like I've met Stephen J Gaither, real cool dude. Yeah, that didn't go over well. Uh, and, and it was it was a great idea to try to want to try to and to want to support your friend. But if it, it didn't land well with Rattler Nation, not when you have Vaughn there, and at times it looked like y'all are just diametrically opposed. Like y'all look like sometimes y'all on two separate sides of the spectrum on this thing. And then that thing that lady from Charlotte wrote that was Chitlin' Juice, straight straight trash. Like Rattler Nation has met its match. Okay, imagine what. She's in year two of a three-year contract. Y'all don't think some of those people in the board of trustees are also NAA and alumni members that are hearing the fan base say, we don't want her. You you can't, you you can play us off as misogynistic all you want. That's fine. But what you can't do is deny the fact that there are mistake, missteps that were made. And some of that's just natural. That's just human nature. New job, you're going to make mistakes. But at a certain point, your friends got to stop trying to fight your battles. Because this is one of those ones where you consistently stood on your own, too. You need to do that. like, Because the more articles they write, the more Rattler Nation starts to buck against them. And when they buck against them, they're bucking against you. Like, they don't, we don't like those articles. I read that article, I was like, but yeah, but she messed up here. Like, yeah, okay, that guy can be a misogynistic person. But what about some of the others? What about the people who are like, hey, give her a chance? But then when we do give a chance, then we're getting this. So you, you can't have That one-sided of that one-sided view of her, whereas this is just my friend. Like, nah, take that off and put on the real stuff, and be like, my friend has a place to grow. This organization has a place to grow, and together, if they work at it, it'll be something. But Hitman, all her friends and her are from outside the culture. Family culture is different, exactly very true and it would have been very beneficial if one of her friends was a rattler because they would get the culture like there's one thing rattler nation will tell you if you're not a rattler don't talk about the rattlers and it's not because we're sensitive it's because you don't get it you don't understand some of the issues that are traditional And some of them you're gonna get, or you've heard of, like you're gonna hear about financial aid and everything else. Okay, that's great. But at the same point, you're not gonna understand some of the other aspects of FAMU and really how, why would you go there? Well, because it's excellence with caring. Like one of the things about FAMU is yeah, financial aid sucked forever, but at the same point, you're gonna get professors that are gonna treat you like you're one of their children. You're gonna get loved on. Like when the alumni s- support in a different way. Like, it's just not the same. It's very unique. And it's one of those things where it's, it's unique and it's personal. Like, and until you understand how personal the relationship is with FAMUans and you, Fam then you'll never understand why we are so protective of it and why are so critical of it but you over here throwing darts from outside the fence and feeling like you're right you don't know what the heck you're talking about because you didn't experience it and that's just like me talking about morehouse or Spellman or cookman i can joke with cookman all the time but I, I can't speak to the cookman experience i know people who've gone there they told me what it was like But it ain't FAMU, I can tell you that, and FAMU ain't cooking. And so to sit up here and try to start telling us how to view your friend, that's wrong. Because that's like me telling you to go to McDonald's and get a certain item and say, you're going to love it. It tastes like this. And then you taste it and you're like, I don't like it. Well, how don't you like it? Well, I I just don't like it. That's just my taste buds. From the family perspective right now, she's not liked. That's just our taste buds. And it's not because all of us haven't tried. Cause some haven't tried to like her straight up, but it's because way things have transpired lately. it don't look good. Like, and then look, when did the situation get where it's more trouble than it's worth. That's the real question. Like, the obvious question is, you just fundraised to try to save a coach. Does the Nation fundraise to get a new athletic director? I'm saying get the lady fired. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, and true to Will's point, when does the situation become no longer tenable? Like, she's obviously not comfortable. You saw the Rory Charak thing, and you know, big ups to Rory. Hope all's going well with him. But she didn't look comfortable. She's over here looking like, I don't want to be in this interview. She didn't look comfortable, like. And look, look, you don't know who folks work for. You got to watch your steps, like. And a lot of people are speaking out the side of their neck on us and don't know what's going on. Facts, like some people again. Like with the bowling thing, I was slow. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like, y'all saw it up here. I was like, I feel like this. It looks like this. Never said fact, point, this is that. Just said it don't look good. But at the same point, you started to kind of see the other side of it. Like, and then, little baby, that's the reason people are taking this coaching higher personally. People have personally invested with more money. Yeah. We, we, Kofi spoke and we listened. Let's do more with more. Okay. And then when we did more with more, guess what? We got what Kofi promised. We got the championships. We, we, hey, let's do more with more. Let's give more to family baseball. Okay. We gave more to family baseball. SWAT championship. Let's give more to family tennis. Okay. SWAT championship. Let's give more to bowling. Okay. Need I say more? Let, let's, let's, go to, let's go to more of the tennis games. Let's support them. Uh, volleyball, sorry. Swag champions. Practically a new team, same coach. Deep run in the SWAC tournament with a fairly new team. Let's give more to FAMU football. Okay, SWAC championship celebration bowl championship. First celebration bowl championship for the conference since when? Like beat Jackson state gave USF a run for the money despite all those freaking turnovers. Like we've done more with more. We've given more, but now that I've given more, I expect more. You can't give me the same level of production when I've increased support or to actually come down because the quickest thing black people to say especially us with well, any people i put my money into this and this is what i got back oh no y'all know how we, y'all know how we are i ain't doing that no more like we can we can be lying or we can be truthful about this like it, it's just not there yeah <laughs> her cat will start releasing nefarious info Oh, i love the use of the word nefarious on last year's team Will it make her look Mm. hmm Let's see, Ashley, it's interesting. I'm interested. I I really am. I was telling one of my mentors, and I was like, oh, football season's over. You know, transition to sports. He started, like, college? I'm like, I mean, my Miami Heat are playing right now. We're losing. But he kind of knows me well enough to know, like, as much as I was like, yeah, pros, college-wise, I I, I am starting to transition to college baseball because – I basketball, it is what it is. Like, why do all the teams have to raise $10,000? I mean, it's a great question. Part of it is you getting no ticket revenue from any sports outside of football and basketball. So that's part of the problem. Some is also the lack of concession areas in some of these stadiums. Some is just because some of the facilities suck. Like, I mean, we can be honest or we can lie about this. More Kittlesfield sucks. The, the softball complex is a glorified high school stadium. Like, if you want to do more with more, you're going to have to improve facilities. We saw when, when you made brag a nice stadium, what did brag turn into? And you lost capacity. Like, Stadium capacity went down by 5,000. You got a new scoreboard, new bleachers. You need new fields. But the stadium's nice. Like, it looks gorgeous. Fans are happy to come back. You outside. Like, if you fix the tailgating and made it back to like it used to be, man, it'd be lit. Like, you could really make some money off of that. Baseball, same thing. Baseball, Baseball could be a powerhouse if you had some decent facilities and it's gotten better than what it used to be. Cause when I was in college, they didn't have the trailers, but it's still not where it should be. Like, but you've given me more when I've given more. So now I expect to consistently get that. So it's gonna be interesting to see, like, because, but we need some news and we need some results and it needs to look unselfish because the other kick, The other kicker is that individuals feel detached because with so little being said and so little being transparent and some relate to the Sunshine Laws, we get all that. But there still should be. We're narrowing down to three candidates. Like You had five on Sunday. It's Thursday. Nobody said anything. The street committee has said Fred McNair has got the job. To like just being transparent, like that's what half of them saying is either say Fred's got it or Colts has got it. Like, we we get that tennis tennis match, it's either this guy or that guy. But can you tell me I got it narrowed down to three? I'm just saying, can we not go into a whole week without saying, Hey, it's narrowed down to three candidates? We talked to the top three to five and we've interviewed them. We expect to come out with an announcement on Friday. That'd be nice. That'd have been great. Like. Just saying a little bit of transparency. Look, he said it's hard to be with Fred. I hope so. But Ashley says she think it is. And this. See. Again, it would have been great on Wednesday. Maybe today, even we we've been we interviewed five candidates, five top five candidates. And honestly, I would have said six. I would say we interviewed the five candidates that were given to us by the stakeholders and we add an extra one for fairness. We're down to our top three. We expect to announce a coach on this date. National signing day is the seventh. We understand that we need to be aggressive in hiring and hire the right fit for the university, yada, 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 thing, the thing, the thing. You don't need a whole PR team for that. But I'm just saying. It would make sense. It would make things palatable. And it would make it understandable for the layperson. Because all of a sudden, it looks like you're doing something. Because right now, we're not supposed to really know everything but it doesn't look like enough is being done. Furthermore, it looks like we're going to get another turn left, which another turn left really just ruins your relationship with your stakeholders. And Ashley said it best. Communication is the biggest issue. You know what? You said in the last 24 days, I'm going to change that in the last about 150 because when you go back to a lot of the root of many of the problems that we're hearing it's communication like it's either lack thereof or lack of transparency and some of it is people don't understand their roles like i fully wholeheartedly believe a lot of our naa members don't understand if you want athletic information you need to join the athletic group. That's the boosters. NAA is more so about academics and recruiting and bringing new students. If you want athletic information, be a booster. That's what they're for. So some of that is lack of transparency, but some of that is just your butt's in the wrong place. And not speaking to A.D. Sykes, speaking of some of us, because I've been that NAA member that wasn't a booster, that was like, I want to know more, but I knew where to go. I knew like, well, I need to be involved with the boosters to get more athletic stuff and to support them. So, yeah, nah, you can't get overly mad when she don't tell NAA what's going on in NAA meetings because she wasn't at all of them. But she was at the booster meetings. So there's a little bit of that. But we're consistently seeing, hey, I sent an email out, no communication. I sent this out, like communication. Now others, y'all got caught in your BS. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that improves. Again, I still suggest a quarterly state athletics for the next year. Like, hey, for the next year, we're gonna do state of athletics. Talk about what we're trying to do and give Rattler Nation, finish every one of those with a charge. Like Fred Humphreys has the Rattler Charge, had it. Charge alumni and, and the affinity groups are raising a certain amount of money. So that every three months, something new gets on campus. You tell them, hey, this is what we need. Hey, we need a whole new baseball field at more Kittles Field. How much is it going to cost? Okay. Set this is your quarterly goal to get that done. Focus on one facility at a time. We need new bleachers. We need new this. We need new that. You can do the baseball field for a, st- for a stadium for a year. But have constant updates. Show frequent improvement and all of a sudden what do you get you start getting buy-in from stakeholders because they see where their money's going but as long as there's no news there's going to be no growth and you're going to get more frustration and you're going to get more people that are members of the street committee that are just saying hey well this is what it is and this is what i heard and it's partially because we haven't heard anything from anywhere else so there's a mole somewhere sharing some stuff. So let's see. Uh, EA, they're releasing stories of multiple law enforcement detainments uh, that was stated on other podcasts. Oof. Look, I don't know. I ain't seen that yet. Look, uh, Will, this is when Larry needs to step in and do his best for athletic program. Yeah, you're right. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, Ashley. Every NA member should be a booster. Like, you're spending $200 at the lowest level. Like, just saying. It is opportunity to put all the passion we have towards athletics to make a positive difference. It is. And then you also have it structured. Yeah, you have the right Athletic Fund, but that's putting the money directly in, in there and you don't get anything for it. At least with the boosters, you get it like a tag or something, you know, I mean, it, you know, it's all right, you know. just so y'all can see it's, it's 2023, 2024. So I, I'm I'm not just talking about it. I'm being about it. Like, and I gave to their athletic athletic fund earlier in the year too. So, you know, it's just one of those things though. Like, we need more information. And it's okay to, to give us just enough information so that we feel informed, but not enough information so we know what's going on but say something like it's almost nine o'clock. It would be great to have our AD come on, do a zoom, not even a zoom, just do something like this. Say, Hey, Rattler nation, da, 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 da we got our top three candidates. We're going to announce on this day at this time. And before national sign of day, we're going to have a coach. They're working. If it's if it's outside, you're going left. Hey, this is the coach I chose. You down the hill you want to, but they're gonna bring their staff in. Whatever, whatever. You bring an inside person. Hey, this is the person. They know the system. We've listened to you, Rattler Nation. We've written, listened to our stakeholders. I am actively engaged in the betterment of Family Athletics. Give me whatever spiel to make me feel like you actually give a darn. Because I feel like you do, but again. Keep me that spiel and then, hey, you know, don't talk about firing the basketball coach. But in future coaching hires, we will do a better job of including stakeholders and exit stage left. Make it easy. You don't have to do a Zoom call. You can do a closed recorded session, pre-recorded, drop it, go. Not read the comments. Just saying. It, it's just, it, it's not as easy as it seems, but it's not as hard as we make it. You drop your pre-recorded statement. Let us know you're down to your finalists. Let us know when we're going to get them. Drop two fingers. Go to sleep. That's it. So we're going to see y'all. Um, But no news is not good news. And especially for a fan base that's passionate that's experienced experienced the championships, you're really just pissing us off. <laughs> and now it's gone from being like everybody telling us stuff to now speculation and the frustration of, okay, with this speculation, what's the next move? So, all right, y'all. Uh, so hopefully Sunday, we got some more news. Uh, we're going to talk about this basketball program. Um, uh, I've been told Tuesday might be the date that we have a coach, but I don't like it. Uh, but that's what I was told. Reckless, unsupported, unverified, unresearched information. That has definitely come from the street committee. So, um, but we'll see how it goes because somebody needs to be the coach because, hell, at this point, I need to put my name in that. Shoot, I can use a little raise. My wife might do, treat me special tonight. hey, <laughs> hey. But all right, y'all. For HBCU Digital Network, this is Tom for Herbsuit and the Black Techies. Y'all check them out, man. And this is always gonna be, fans up. Yeah, baby. You know what time it is now. Let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up.